Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It is the midweek episode. It's August. Two-thirds of the season are done, so let's check in on the awards, the over-unders, some bets. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, brought to you by DraftKings. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. My name's Jimmy. His name is Jake. Oh my God, Trevor with the razor blade out in California just slashed your face, Jake. And BBD producing in the corner. We're doing our, uh, you know, every two-month check-in episode here. We are going to go through and look at all the awards. Who's on pace to win MVP? I, I honestly don't really know mm-hmm. besides, I think, Otani. Who's on pace to win Cy Young? Who's on pace to win Rookie of the Year? Silver Slugger? Do you care? Batting title? I like that one. Even though batting average doesn't really matter, I still love the batting title. I still think that means something. That's kind of a bizarre thing in my head. Anyway, Trevor, Jake goes first. How you doing, Jake? Ooh, Jonathan Ara. Ooh, I'm good. Jim, Trev, BBD, everyone live in the chat. Everyone not live in the chat. And all the moms, man, you put up with some shit, man. So I appreciate you every day. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Baseball, constantly hot in the streets. Dog days. So we're legging it out. We got some big stuff coming. We haven't fully announced it yet, but we got some big stuff coming. Uh, so a little teaser on that. And we just announced some other big stuff. Yeah, Trev, tell them. Well, yesterday we announced a new podcast, a Mets podcast, because we we are totally unbiased here. Jerry Blevins with Jolly Olive. It's called Shea Station. And I'm stoked that we have a Mets podcast. We need a Mets voice here. Get him off my back. <laughs> There's Get been a lot off my back. A lot of commenters were like, so did you guys, are you just using them as a shield? It doesn't yes. hurt. No, 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 but yes. Doesn't hurt. But no, Jerry's awesome. Uh, and Jolly Olive, he's uh, he's the go-to. Awesome. Jolly's got a lot. Jolly's got his own YouTube yeah. uh, channel. Yes, and he's gonna and part of Shea Station. There will be a podcast that talks about the the day ins and outs of the team. But there's also he's gonna do a lot of reflective like video essay fun stuff like old Mets lore and Mets stories mm. and shit like that. So go check it out. Uh, we'll have them on at some point. We didn't map it out perfectly, but we'll have them on the chat. But if you are a Mets fan or an an NL East fan no that plays like fan. like a lot of Phillies fans, if they had an episode come out. Last week, right. a lot of Phillies fans would have tuned in to drink their tears. Yeah, uh, it's happened to us on Talking Ooh, Yanks yeah. all the time. So, go tell your friends, John Boy Media, Mets podcast, Shea Station. Very excited about it. They're going to crush it. Uh, go, uh, yes, you know, are. support, subscribe, early subscribers, early reviews, early ratings. You know, as a company, we don't really ask for that crap a lot, but. At the beginning, a big yeah. push at the start always helps. Show some support mm. for uh, the company and what we're doing here. Always helps. Always helps. Trev, we're doing some of your favorite stuff today. You and I live in the sports gambling space. Mm. And we're going to circle up on some team over-unders. The individuals, like Jim said, that is funny. Batting title. Note it is. There's going to be someone one of these years that wins the batting title that's got like a 668 OPS. And then people are going to get hot. I wonder what the worst OPS to ever win the batting title is. It's hard to do that because 
typically your OBP is going to be enough to not make it like a six. Right? There's got to be one that's like a low to mid sevens. Possibly. I also think think what's cool about the batting title is it's usually won by, there's usually like a hitter in each generation that'll win a bunch of them. And I think that's kind of cool. Like if it was a different person every single year, it's not as cool. Like I know Atuve's won a few of them. Uh, then obviously the guy that everyone looks to is like a Rod Carew who has what, eight or something like that? Hot. Love that shit. Tony Gwynn probably has 50. 50 on the nose. Well, shout out Jolly Olive. I love that uh, that name. Where the hell did that come from? It's sick. It's close to his real name, which I don't know if we're allowed to share or not. Yeah. We'll discuss. If- Jack. I know that. Well, oh, okay. Wow, Trev. Oh, that's out there. I mean, how would All I know that? All the secrets that if it wasn't in the there? world. Oh. Rod Carew, uh, actually, only seven batting titles. So. Soft. Oh, disgusting. Who's the lowest OPS, Jim? I have to do math because the website doesn't Dang. have. They have the slash line, but obviously, they don't have the OPS. Speaking as part of, of math. Speaking of math, we're a math pod now. Yeah, BBD. I don't know. What bro. the hell? No, that's not what I said at all. It's kind of messed up. That was messed up. BBD, what was that all about? Just had to come clean about a few like things. Like make us feel dumb yeah. to make you feel better. That's not what happened. I was just sharing a, a past life. I'm not that person anymore. David Fletcher. high on my math. D. Fletcher right now, 308 batting average, 722 OPS. Slap it around, Fletch. Is he in the lead? I thought this would be easy to do, but the sheet has them all in one cell. Ah, we'll get it another time. Leave it in the comments. Someone just needs to take this, divide it, so then the slash lines are a different cell, and you just it's add the Freddie Sanchez. That's too many. You just said Stop. too many things. Now, now Jimmy's trying it. to show up for BBD with the math pod stuff. Nah, I counterbalanced There's it. There's tense mm, math stuff. I didn't even use it. I didn't even bring it. I did That's not even do the math section. I didn't bring a calculator, and tough. I just said, don't care. It's tough. I also did not bring a calculator or a pencil, and I still I still scored well in my math section. So, so people forget about you, Trav. You're just Stanford really man. smart and really athletic. Go Cardinal. And a great yeah. father and a great husband. That part's true. Stanford man, not Excellent teammate. Good son. Well-liked. Shit. Look at that. Keep going. Lost a little early on in the minor leagues, but you're young. You're figuring out who you wanted to be. Let's get into this. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, Jake, we're going to do some of the standard awards, as I said. So we're doing standard and then team? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go through all the MVP, Cy Young, all that stuff. Then we'll check in on our personal over-unders and the team's over-unders, how they're doing up up against it. Because we did it in June, and some things have changed. And you know what Hmm. I hope has changed recently, Trevor? Nope. All of our Tell listeners' me. pubic hairs. Mm. I hope they've been cleaned up. Hmm. That's true. You know, this, it's Manscaped, but women can also use Manscaped. I want to. Well, put it's, that even out there. it's even funnier. It's even funnier than that because what I hope has changed is all of our listeners uh, who are struggling in the bedroom are not struggling anymore because they went to Roman. Yeah, uh, that's what I really hope has happened. Oh. <laughs> 
Also, <laughs> yes. Show. Because with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. And a U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. It ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Go to GetRoman.com slash talking now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash talking. Everyone that listens better be, you know, feeling good about themselves. Can I speak from experience? Yeah, sure. Try what they're going to send you. Oh, wow. And I use the phrase on here sometimes, a little more lead in your pencil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Performance. I don't think Roman wants you saying that. I don't think they want you. Mm, Roman likes me. It's like you did. You said it, but like I'm you the didn't face say of it. Roman. I too have dabbled before, and I'm the I'm face not of say Roman. one way or the other. I mean, it was. Uh, You're happy you that know, you dabbled. You, you should say use it responsibly. Oh wow! Yeah, and they've got professionals, doctors. That's what you check in. Yeah, go yeah, check yeah. out Roman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about. American League MVP. Is this done? This is short. Yeah, Ooh. this is done. Is that the hot take? It's locked up. It's solidified. Unless, if Shohei gets hurt. Shohei Otani leads the majors in home runs and total bases. He has a 1.039 OPS. Also has 15 steals. Also has 80 innings of a 3 ERA on the mound. God. If he doesn't, this is what I thought was going to happen in 2020 when I said yes. if Shohei participates on both sides of the ball, he's a lock for MVP. I was a year too early because he didn't really play all of 2020. I thought the shortened season would actually help him, like stay healthy and do it both. He's doing it for the long haul. Um, at what point could he get? I don't even want to say. No, it. and we want to phrase this the right way because obviously we would never root for what everyone has kind of alluded to. But how could he at, lose MVP? At a certain point, the Angels are going to be out of it. You know, uh, it's a long season. Even you know, guys get banged up. At what point, you know, Shohei Otani is baseball's most valuable asset at the point. It would be interesting. It's kind of the yelly belly uh, in twenty. 2019, they were going head to head, and then Yelly got hurt, so Belly ran away with it. So that would be the interesting point because Vladimir, we said this the other episode, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having a special, special year. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, as long as Shohei's on the pitch, led Tasso, he's got it. Yep. So it's like th- on the pitch. If, uh, if Shohei's playing through September 1, is he clear? Yeah, that's what that's so that was going to be my question. Yeah, if he, if he, why, he, there's no reason for him not to be playing. The only thing is, yeah, like an injury, which obviously we would hate to see that happen. So, but even with re- like the yelly belly thing, uh, that Jake was saying, you know, that swayed it at the end. Even if Shohei for some reason rests, or I don't sits think so. Out, so. I still think if he, he would doesn't have play it. the if he doesn't play the last month and Vlad Jr. goes on and wins a triple crown. I think there's an argument there that Vlad Jr. That's how you get the most conversation. If Vladdy wins the triple crown... And Toronto's got to go to the playoffs, I think. I know that doesn't matter in today's MVP, but I think for Vladdy and the Jays, I think it would. Triple triple crown... To take down Otani? Triple crown, which is already kind of arbitrary because no one cares about RBIs the way they did back when they invented the triple crown. 
Uh, I think it's going to be impossible to take down Otani. He's doing it on both sides of the baseball. Uh, Matt Olson and Devers are also on the outside looking in, but they're really on the outside. I'll give them some credit because they're having great seasons, but it's uh, it's Shohei, and you feel bad for Vladdy because he's probably got an MVP season in so many other seasons. Vladdy's numbers are stupid. Yes. So then also, okay, we're saying Vladdy's numbers are so good. Shohei's like right there. With right. Him. Yeah. And, and he's pitching. <laughs> That's crazy. Like dude. even if Shohei wasn't pitching, he'd be in the conversation with Vladdy. Right. If it was just offense. Just offense. But he's yes. also got a three ERA, 80 innings pitched. Insane. Yeah, that's All insane. Right. Let's move on to the National League MVP because this one gets trickier for some of the reasons we were just saying. Uh, the front runners right now, mm. Tatis, Turner, Muncie, and Freddie Freeman is what we have here. Um, shout out to Erica who helped us prep for this episode. We, Wheeler. DeGrom and Wheeler. DeGrom's kind of with Tatis. I, yeah. I very much don't like pitchers winning MVP. I wish that they, have the, they have the Cy Young. I understand at times like the MVPs, but if a pitcher is eligible for the MVP, no one looks at Silver Slugger the way they look at Cy Young. So, well, I think know, there's a look at Aaron Award, Jim. I know, but no one looks at that either. I, I, I that's that's the point is there is a Hank Aaron Award for best overall offensive performance, but it's not this. It's not held in the same regard. I mean, at well, least yet, even Maybe well, even be. Silver Slugger doesn't take into. Uh, defense into yeah. effect. So the MVP, I, I mean, I understand when pitchers have special, special seasons that they can be up there, but I don't, they're not in the conversation for me unless they like really force it. And those pitchers haven't really forced it. So yeah. I like defense. I like base running. I like hitting. I like that as the MVP because you do that every day. So it's Tatis, but he's out, might be coming back as an outfielder. Trey Turner, that's a trade situation. Which uh, you know you've seen happen, but is a little weird. Max Muncy. This is a mess. Yeah, I don't no idea. This it's is going to be interesting. absolute mess. We we talked about this a little bit, me and C Rosie, and the, the only one. I mean, if Tatis comes back and finishes the season off, and he's healthy, he's going to win the NL MVP. Um, the only one, the one that's closest to him in my mind, uh, is a Max Muncy. Um, just because what he's been able to bring to that team, if you look at his, you know, his stats overall, they're great. His offensive stats, but he's, he's able to play defense and move around positions. And he's kind of been doing it all year as well. But even he's kind of far off from those guys. If you take Tatis and Degrom totally out of the equation, then it becomes like who who knows? You know, you got to start talking about the the Winkers and the Castellanos and the Harpers. I think Harpers moved up there, but if you look at his overall body of work. There's not he doesn't lead in any offensive category. He's really not even top. Oh, dude! If the Phillies make a run and, and he keeps going, though, he's currently second. His odds: it's Tatis has the best odds to win it on DraftKings, and then Bryce Harper has the second best odds. I think they're. I think that's Vegas cleaning up on recency bias. Like they're getting a ton of bets on Harper right now. For what? Like, look at the overall. Like, tell me a category. Like he's not even close in in, in homers. And uh, runs batted in. He's not there. Uh, what, well, I think like, they're I he? think they're cleaning up on the uh, the the idea that Tatis doesn't come back and, and return to form, and Harper finishes strong. The other Vegas side of this, I think, I think if voting happened today, I think Wheeler would get more MV, MVP votes than Harper. No, he wouldn't. I don't think so, dude. 
The war is crazy. I know. I know the war is crazy, and I and I know people that people live but by it's, that. Like Jim said, you got to do something crazy. You got to do what Degrom was doing. You got to do what? Who was the other people that won? Pedro, Verlander, Verlander. Um, go look at those numbers and then put them up to Wheelers. I, I, there's no way they're even close. I think either did way, Gagne win it as well, or did he just win Ooh, the Cy Young? Gagne. What a he just won the Cy Young, right? Either way, this conversation ends with whoever has the best six weeks. Kershaw. Clayton. He had a one seven seven ERA. Oh my god. Verlander. He had a. The two, point four. of this whole this 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 section here is we have no idea. Tatis if he comes back healthy, yep. But other than that, it's it's going to be one of those MVPs that gets voted on, and everybody's. Not happy about it, except for the fan base or the guy that wins it. Har- Harper does have Tatis and batting average and on base percentage right now, and I think what I think what Vegas is doing, Trev, there is they're 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 getting people that don't believe Tatis will come back and ha- be the same rocket ship that he was, and that Harper's rocket is still like full force. And I might be one of those people that would sprinkle some on Harper because. It's still really going under the radar how good he's been for the last two months. People are starting to notice, but... He's been good every single month except May. Yeah. He had a really bad May. Since June 12th, his uh, last 48 games, he's got a crazy numbers. 340 batting average, 430 on base percentage, 660 slugging. Um, He's been on a 48-game heater. And the home runs are, like, good. They're helping win. The Phillies start going into, like, you know, lock up that division. I don't know. I guess I've talked myself into into Harper, but things will change. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at Kershaw's MVP year. It was the Stanton, or no, not even. Stanton had 37 homers. Kershaw finished with an 8.2 war that year. In 2014? His MVP winning year, yep. This has it as 7-7. Seven, seven, so if you click over to the NL MVP voting, it, it shows it's 8.2. Um, you know, it was Stanton with 6.5. It was McCutcheon with 6.4. Jonathan LaCroix with 6.4. Uh, so crazy. if everyone lands in that spot, and Zach Wheeler, oh. his war right now I think is 6-1. If he finishes a high 7 in the 8s, and we have this hodgepodge that we're currently talking about. The riders love that shit. I don't know, man. You, you better be re- willing to put freaking Wade Miley in there too. If he leads the he's, Reds, now how fun would that be? He's right. He's <laughs> sitting right behind Wheeler and War. So if you're going to talk about that, would definitely hurt War Wheeler. being the separator. War needs to get on the same page because these two websites have yeah. Kershaw's a seven-seven. Yeah. So it's just two different yeah. versions of the same stat. It's yeah. they need to figure that out. Like, you know, there's F war and B war, Z war. I think Muncie's got a real chance if he goes off as well. If the Dodgers start clicking offensively, and this guy has a big like end of August and September, it'd be a great story. I I don't know if he, I I don't know if he gets enough, but I I like him as a dark horse. Who's that? Muncie. Okay. I don't know if he's sexy enough for it. We didn't really say his name. They'd have to win the division. Freddie Freeman's been going off too. Yeah. Defending MVP. People like stories. I go I go Tatis. I think Tatis will still. Ooh. If Tatis comes back and plays like how he was playing, yeah. it's Tatis. He's going to play. Like They're not doing this, the, the surgery. He's going to come play. 
You just got to keep that fucking shoulder in the socket. In there. Let's go uh, to Cy Young. In the American League, you have some fun. Because you have... You love this, Jim. You love... This is your favorite. I think Cy Young's your favorite award. I like Cy Young. It's a pretty cool award. Uh, you know, who pitched the best that season. Um, I think there's it's an easy formula. It's easier than uh, hitting and defense and base running because it's the same thing. And it's results-based. Like, who... Pitched the best this season. Um, Lance Lynn, Rodon, and Garrett Cole are your front runners. And I don't know. I got to look at the stats, I guess. But White Sox having two of the guys seems pretty cool. Give me that split vote for Cole, baby. Ooh, you think they're splitting the vote? It'd be funny if Cole won it this year when he was so much better in 19. I also think they've gotten Cy Young wrong a, a bunch in the last five years. So I don't really have faith in the voters on Cy Young anymore. Like, Cole should have won it over Verlander, and Verlander should have won it over Pomerantz. Or Priscilla, yeah. Pomerantz. It's interesting. If you look at the ERA, uh, qualified ERA leaders, there's only one person in the top 10 that's in the AL, and that's Lance Lynn. Rodon must not have enough. Uh, innings or something. I, I know Jimmy and I go on, on this rant probably once a week on here. Um, Man, if Lance Lynn's ERA finishes head of shoulders above everyone, but if he doesn't have the war or if he doesn't have, you know, the the FIP or, or whatever, like, guys, I don't know how to break it down for you. Trev, you had a good point when we talked Zach Wheeler the other day, how his defense... Isn't good. The worst how, defense in the league. Right. How his numbers would be improved with a better defense. And there, there's a conversation there. I'm willing to listen to some, some defensive stuff. But your goal is to not let the other team score earned runs. And Lance Lynn has just, like you said, he's with a bunch of NL boys who get to face a pitcher instead of mm-hmm. Eloy or Giancarlo Stanton or whoever your team's DH is. So if he is head and shoulders above the ERA, like, that's it's where the conversation would stop for me. Yeah, I, I, it's... it's and, and you guys know I like looking at game lock. Like, how many games did they just single-handedly win you? But, yeah, uh, I don't like when they, they, they discredit pitchers that pitch to contact. It's not a strikeout award. Like, it's, it's not fielding independent. If you're Lance Lynn and you know that you have a great third baseman and then you pitch, you know, righties inside or lefties away so that you can get induced more ground balls your third baseman, that is smart pitching. Strategy. And strategy. If you're pitching in a deep ballpark and you turn it, make them get a lot of ground balls, not fly balls, or if you're pitching in Yankee Stadium and you know that you can't pitch hard and away to righties, that's smart. Like, it shouldn't be discredited to use the advantages and disadvantages that you get as a pitcher. So, I I mean, I don't like that it's turned into a who can strike out the most batters award. Has it turned into that? A little bit sometimes, yeah. With that said, Lance, his strikeout numbers are pretty pretty good. Yeah. The other stuff is there. Yeah. So, 10.2 Ks per nine. Yeah, Lance Lynn is, uh, is the front runner right now. Does Vegas say the same thing? I think I think they have Lance as the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so cool. It's Lance, then Cole, and Lance, like, you, it's, like, really good odds. It's 
minus. Hey, how about Carlos Rodon, man? Go get the bag this offseason, bro. Good for him. Yeah, that is cool. Sheesh. Rodon has a 2-3-8 ERA. Lance Lynn has a 2-0-4. In 20 games start, he's a 2-0-4. That's Pulling opponents to a 200 batting average and a 573 OPS. Yeah. Grabbing that dick. Hmm. Um, how do I filter by league on here? By league. I think we moved to NL, Cy Young. We talked about Wheeler a little bit. Um, Can I ask you guys one question? Sure. I did the pitchers this season, the most pitchers that have pitched six innings with two, six or more innings, two or less earned runs, how many games? Like, as the most games, six or more innings, two or less runs. How many NL pitchers do you think are on the list before you get to an AL pitcher? Twelve. Less than that. But well, we just, we, I, yeah, I'm going to say nine because that's what is. It's five. Area. It's uh, Kyle Gibson and, and Cole and then Bassett are, are six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. I think every Bassett. year. I don't know if it gets talked about how much easier it is to get a free out four times a game. Different leagues. Talked about quite a bit. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We talked about Wheeler and all that jazz. Brandon Woodruff has been doing it. Corbin Burns not on the sheet. That's weird. Um, Walker Bueller having an incredible year. Every time you stumble to his page, it's like, oh, he's awesome. 18 games, six innings pitched or more. Six or more innings pitched, two on runs or less. 18 for Walker Bueller. That's the most in most. 18 games, he went more than six innings. Six or more with two or less earned runs. Uh, the next highest is 15 by Woodruff and Gossman. Bueller's my pick still. I know Wheeler's having a great year, but that alone, he's an instant win. I get I, um, it, feels more open than you think after I go on a Wheeler for MVP speech. You did put Wheeler for MVP, and now you're saying that Bueller's uh, Cy Young. I didn't say that. That's an interesting take. Whatever. I didn't say that. I did. Here we go. I had uh, Walker Buehler at plus 1,500 as a sprinkle bet to win the NL Cy Young this year. You had that? I did. I love it. Well, Wheeler's the favorite right now. Yeah, Wheeler's still the favorite. Uh, Both of them are going to have to pitch their ass off uh, the rest of August and September because the team needs it. These these two teams are in, in dogfights, so I think that's really cool when you have these guys pitching so well and knowing they have such big, meaningful games coming up. That means we're going to see like extra moxie mm. coming from Walker. Those pants are going to be so tight, so tight. That is fun. That is fun. Yeah. What are if you, you do, at? if you bump it up to seven innings pitched or more, two or less, Wheeler's the favorite. He's got eleven. Um, wow, that's fucking nice. Walker's got eight. Mm. Talk about a team needing that. You know the Phillies bullpen. Yeah. yeah. That is true. And he just and he just went complete game shutty, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Good yeah, a couple more innings there. That's an interesting one. I think it's Wheeler and Walker, and I think there's going to be a lot of people upset about Woodruff. Um, I don't know. NL Central can't produce another Cy Young winner. All frauds. Oof. <laughs> I say that lightly. Don't get fucking so mad at me. It's a it joke. So mad. It's like it's like probably sixty five percent serious, thirty five percent joke. Joke time. <laughs> oh, 
Dude, the NL Central is the easiest division to pitch in. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Cubs look good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Reds are good. Yeah, the Reds are good. Um, where do we want to go next? Batting champion? I think so. We can go. We can go quick. We can go quick. These, yeah, just this is a crapshoot. Right now, it's um, it's Yuli Gurriel, uh, Michael Brantley in Teammate. the in the AL. Brantley's got three twenty nine. Yuli's got a three twenty four. Cedric Mullins is right there with three twenty, and then Vladdy's got a three eighteen batting average. I do like I do like the batting average race, like when it comes down to the last couple of days, and then and then math gets involved where you can trade. Right, you can trade games for uh, like outs or whatever. Right? So that's what is what's your feeling, Jim? Say you say you were uh, you know one of the best hitters in the league, and you knew that if you sat out the final game, there was no way somebody could catch you. They'd have to go seven for seven. But if you just sat out, you were gonna guarantee you're guaranteed to win the batting title. Team race is already decided. What do you do? I sit out. You've earned the right to win the award. That's like if soft. you know, if there's like fans in the stands there to see you the one time your nephew I think is there to see you play baseball. I think you trust in your shit enough where you say, I'm gonna go out there, work a walk, something. I wouldn't get mad at a player if it's one game and there's nothing else that matters and they can win. I mean, they've earned it. They just play in a full season and we're the best hitter batting average-wise in the league. They can sit out one game and get their award. I understand that there's a lot of valor in playing and going out there and just, like, competing, and I would I would clap for a guy that did that, but I would not shame someone for sitting out one game to secure a batting title I think, champ. I think I figured it out. You start the game, you do your first at bat. If you get a hit, awesome. If you don't, you roll your ankle on first base. So, yeah. It's a great plan, actually. Oh, for one, ah. wouldn't matter? Ah. Yeah. Okay, then do that. Yeah. Because then you can get an applause, too. And I don't think Just people would innovation. care. Like, I think as, a, as, this is what I think. I think as a manager, it's your job to make sure you make that decision for your player. You give him the one at bat. Say, I'm going to give you one at bat. Your ass is coming out of the game. I'm going to get you the ovation you deserve. That's 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 the key. Yeah. Managers don't do anything else, so might as well do that. Okay. I don't like the buying out stuff. When you miss enough games, but you can trade outs. You hit 360, but you need 500 at bats. Oh, yeah. Whatever. No, you have to qualify. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I don't like that. Um, Go get it, Cedric Mullins. He's third right now. Um, I guess Brantley and, and Guriel teammates, that's fun if they stick it out. Mullins right now, we talk so much about Vladdy and how he deserves an MVP. Mullins is like .04 war behind Vladdy. Mullins is having an awesome year, and it's tough to reward guys on bad teams. Like Lead the le- Leads the league in hits, Mullins. Get him the batting title. Sure, yeah. I'm rooting for Brantley. Okay. Dr. Smooth. Why do you hate everyone else? Yeah. I don't. I just really like my, Michael Brantley's approach and That's like fair. demeanor and nice. everything about him. Nice guy. So, yeah. AL Central. Good nickname, too. The Brant Man. Yeah, it's not it, but yeah. Oh, you know. oh. Dr. Schmidt. Literally just said it. So NL's kind of hilarious. Yeah, Adam Frazier, Trey Turner, and Castellanos all are within one point. 322 for Frazier, 321 for Turner. 
and 320 for Cassianos. How about Frazier and Turner competing on their new teams, and now it's like the NL West batting championship, but, like, they didn't do half of it there. We were a week removed. Dodgers fans and, and Padres fans fight over Turner and Frazier, even though, like, that's some real uh, prison guard experiment stuff, you know, when they yeah. just said you're a prisoner and, and you're a guard, the Stanford prison experiment. Mm-hmm. They made a movie about it, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Go on. Well, because, like, these guys just came to the team, and now, like, Dodgers fans, Padres fans, probably, if they were in, in a batting title, would probably, like, be getting in fights over. And it's like, hey, man, like, you're, you're team you both just That's your guys. guys. You're not, like, That's you know, sports. Yeah. Well, I get it on a team level. Ride team wins die, or losses, baby. but like, you know, just like Frazier and Turner. I'm trying like, to you know. think if someone came to the Yankees, you guys were like, oh, yeah. And it's kind of sure. like Kluber's no hitter. I like very didn't much care about it at all because I don't consider him a Yankee. And I said that mm-hmm. during it and after it and all that. I got crap He's for it. but Definitely a Yankee. And we're going to remember the 10 games and be like, whoa, that guy was a Yankee? Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to remember no hitter. him. It's kind of good. You're going to remember him winning the CSMVP. Um, hmm. No, the the Frazier part is really funny because I think before Tatis got hurt, we were wondering if he was going to play every day, <laughs> and it's oh, he's going for the batting title. So there's I'm a, a little new yeah, age baseball I'm gonna, there. I'm going to take away Frazier and Turner both from this equation because they are now facing much better pitching. Ooh, I love I that, Trev. Yeah, I don't think either of those guys stands up. Castellanos has a chance. I'll give you my dark horse. Please, it's not really dark horse because he's fourth place right now. Gene Segura. The dude can just stack together four hit games. Thick. He could get there very quick. He's, I don't know. Is he fast anymore? He used to be fast. I don't know. He's pretty short. Thick. If he's I got- had to guess his baseball savant sprint speed, I would guess literally 50. I would guess 61. Because sure. I think yeah, when I he think gets going, he's a ball. His top speed's still good. Uh, sprint speed 51, baseball savant. Hell yeah, Jake. Wow, nice. I know how my short, nice. thick king's I move, had the baby. One. I had the one. Oh, God, you know he you just everything's <laughs> moving so fast, but he's not going anywhere. Well, no, Who it is. Tell me that when I ran. Those long leg sprinters, once they start going, Buxton moves differently than me. He glides, but those first couple steps, I'm there. And All right, don't look, don't look. Oh, how many okay. bags does Segura have this year? Stolen bases, Gene Segura. Yeah, fourteen. Eleven. He's got seven. Okay. But 190 on the career, so he slowed down quite a bit. Yeah. Sold 44 when he was 23 yeah, years he, old. That's, I remember him as a base dealer. He's not that anymore. Yeah. Only now he's just Girardi's best friend. Go get it, Castellanos. He'll have a good speech oh, or no, something. Oh, my God, you guys. What? You got him listed at 5'10", 220. Yo, he's not 5'10", too. We saw yeah. him. We were sitting in the legend seats, yeah. so we were mm-hmm. on the same ground as him. And uh, yeah, Gene. Sarah. And I think they had that short kings measuring contest, and he went over to officiate it. And I think he hurt himself anyway. I think Gene's coming in five eight two twenty five, which is well built. <laughs> That's how I like. I like that. that. Yeah. He's got sixty four point five in the bag with another fourteen point eight five coming his way. Ninety ninth percentile. That's above average. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna make a website, and it's gonna be called Real Height. Mm, Realheight.com. And uh, mm. I mean, NFL has the Ooh, combine. Do, do Joe Rogan? Literally wants to know how tall he is. They, the combine five seven measures the players in front of you with cameras. Right. You know how tall a guy is. It's there. In baseball. There's no combine. It's just straight lies. 
Straight lies. Trev, was your stats ever wildly different than than you, or was your height weight honest? They give me six two when in fact I'm like just above six one. So they gave me like basically an extra inch. So they just rounded they probably up. Probably gave me like three quarters of an inch. Yeah. Would it be fair to say that every baseball player is probably just rounded up or added one inch? Spikes. Yeah. What do you think the percentage of baseball players whose height listed on the scoreboard is accurate? Maybe half. Something I had like 20%. that. I don't know. Yeah, I was I was at like twenty. Yeah. Twenty. I don't know. I mean I think I would say most baseball players are spikes height. I think most of that is spikes inch. height rounded to the up to the next inch. Yeah. You got you gotta keep the like the height ratio there because other teams are like, oh, that guy's six two. That guy's six four. They yeah. don't know your real height either. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying though. It makes sense. I mean, you hear thick boy Trevor Plouffe is six two, you're like, oh, he got juice. My mom tried to have me lie on my driver's license. She told me to round up because I was like five seven and a quarter. And I was like, I don't care, mom. Just put five seven. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, never really cared. Uh there was a the reason Jake I brought Joe Rogan earlier, there was like a plane flying around yes. LA. Yeah. Or like it might have been like they they wrote it in the clouds like one of those things, and it said like Joe Rogan is five three, mm. like that was kind of strange that they just did that. But I didn't know that. I knew he was short, but five three is like. I don't think he's five. Three. I don't think I think that they're like being like taking yeah. a shot. What Jimmy just? What do you think he me? is? Five my our, our height, five five, seven, five right seven. Now. So yeah, that's your five, NL five batting five seven time, is uh, <laughs> yeah. Seven on the internet. We got some rookie of the year stuff here too. Should we hit that quick? Sure. They do this on Farm to Fame. They've like been keeping track of it all year with Peter and Kelsey and Maddie Mass over there. So if you want to stay keeping track of rookie of the year, it's been it's been wild. Your dude you know, in the NL has had it. He's got someone on his ass right now though. Trevor Rogers for the Marlins having an incredible year. Two four five ERA. Um. 129 punches. He's been lights out. He got hurt for a little bit. He's back now. And while he was out, Trev fell in love. Jonathan India. I mean, he's approaching yeah. all JM second baseman team. Uh, a 402 on base. I know that mm. speaks to you, Trev, especially for a young dude. Um, and Dylan Carlson trying to throw a Hail Mary out there. But uh, I, I think right now it's a two-horse race. Yeah, it looks like that way. Hmm. Good stuff. All right. American League, Adelise, he was the all-star. He came down a little bit, but he's coming back up. Kiel Badu, Eric Haas is a fun story. Go look that up, how many homers he's hitting after not being called up since May. Um, and Class A, your guy, Trev. He's qualified technically, um, and he's disgusting. But He's filthy. Class A. Class A. Okay, let's move on to our over-under mm. team yes. keeping track of the bets. Brought to you by Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere. Wow, they're on a hell of a run with the Braves getting good again. I bet they're spicy. Hosted by Ashland, Emily, and Marla. Mansplain Baseball Elsewhere is released every Tuesday. The girls give weekly reviews of everything involving Braves baseball, as well as AL team updates and other big stories from around the league. If you want to go check out some Braves baseball talk, this podcast was made just for you. Give it a listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Again, new episodes are released every Tuesday. Trevor is scared of Ashland. 
I'm not. I told her that. Like, she's only scary on the internet. I met her. She wasn't scary at all. Very so nice. She's soft. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know about that. Still hasn't broken the printer with a hammer. She should do that. It's good therapy. Well, balls in your court. Yeah. Ash. Land. All right. Last time we did this was on June 22nd. How do I know? Because I had the sheet up and we are keeping track of this. And we all made our bets at the beginning of the year on if they would, if teams would hit the over or the under uh, total wins, if you're unfamiliar. And uh, we kept track of it. Jake was looking really good on June 22nd. And some teams have bettered themselves, Trev, and other teams are worse. How do you guys want to go through it? Do you have a preference of what who we talk about? I think we should go through it pretty quick. Um, maybe the ones that we all agree on. We've got it. We've got it in alphabetical order, and I think some you just like my snakes. They were under. They stay under. <laughs> I think that's all we got. And that. I think that's like we you can lock that in. They yeah. are not going to win no. seventy nine games. No. They, Their best case, according to the baseball reference, is sixty games. So yeah, that's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, be tough. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, uh, we all went over. We were all under on the D-back snaps for us. We were all over on the Braves. They've gotten better, but... The over-under at the beginning of the year was 91 and a half. Baseball Ooh. reference has their best case at 89. Is the East going to be one with... If you win 90 games, do you win the NL East? Yes. Maybe, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, they're on pace for 82 wins. In June, they were on pace for 77. So, you know, obviously the they've, they've on the up, they've improved, but I still think the under is safe, but I'm rooting for the over because that's what we bet on. We yeah. all agreed. Feels safe. Uh, Orioles under is still on pace for the under, but the under was 66. Their best case is 65, so it's not locked. Still in play. Still yeah. in play. They Orioles have a nice September. They can, they can get locked. there. That's locked, guys. Wow. That's locked. You guys did a good job. I picked the over just, you know, 66 is a small amount of wins. Did you see Buster Olney went at them pretty hard today? Yeah. He's like, Orioles are on pace for their third 100 loss season or something like that. And he's just like, this is unacceptable in sports. So many teams tanking. And it's like, damn. Yes. Got him. Buster. Whoops. Yeah, they did have a good 2020, but that was kind of a fake season. Right. Um, the Orioles are on pace to lose 106 games this season, and in their previous two seasons, they lost 115. Two full seasons, they lost 115 and 108 in 2018 and 19. This is unprecedented, unprecedented in AL, AL, AL history. When the players' union cites non-competitive behavior, the Orioles could be Exhibit A. <laughs> it's just wrong. So I mean, he man. wants the CBA coming after the Orioles. Get him, Buster. That was a powerful sentence by yeah. Buster. Yeah, yeah. Hot. All right. Um, the Red Sox, they were on pace for the over. It was a low bar. It was only 80 wins at the beginning of the season. Jake and I went under. Trev went over. Looks like the over is correct. So there it bounces us right out, Trev. We took we were right on the Orioles. We were mm. right on the Red Sox. At least. Um, this one's the next one's fun. The Cubs. The, the Cubs were uh, on June 22nd, the last time we did this, they were on pace to win 88 games. The over-under was 79 and a half. I took the under... Um, Jake took the over. Trev took the under. They are now on pace to win 74 games. They went from oh 88 God. to 74. I think that's the biggest drop. 
Obviously, they were bad, and then they traded everyone away, and now they're going to stay bad. Their best case is 82. Um, West Coast trip will live in Cubs infamy for a long time. And we talked about it. Everybody knew that was what was going on. He benched Baez to get them fired up for the West Coast trip. They had a bad West Coast trip, and see ya. That's not locked because if they their best case according to base reference says they could get back on the over, but I'm gonna lock Rack up some dumb NL Central wins. I'm gonna lock that one up. I'm, I'm not lock locking that, one that up. up. Let's Wh- get eighty Cubs. White Sox, White Sox be crushed. We all agreed on the over ninety one and a half. Good for us. And um, it was projected to be over. Actually, they've stayed the same on June twenty second. Yeah. Their pace was ninety six wins, uh, and now on August tenth, their pace is ninety six wins. Good for them. Reds. Yep. 82 and a half. Jim, you and I were on the under. Trevor Plouffe was on the over. Let's go. Holy smokes. They might be one of the bigger improvers. They were on pace for 80 wins last time we checked in. Now on pace for 87. They are playing a good brand of baseball. Their energy feels a lot higher than 82 and a half. That's looking good for T-Pain. Yep. job, Trev. Hot. Thanks. Indians. Um, last time we checked in on the Indians, they were on pace for the over. They were on pace to win 92 and a half games, and the over-under was set at 81. Jake and I took the over. They are now on pace to push, basically. They're on pace for 81 games. So that one is very much in flux, the Cleveland Indians. The over-under was 81 and a half. Don't, don't leave out the hook, mm. baby, because that could mean the difference. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's so ticky-tacky for what we're doing here. Mm. But, yes. They'd be on pace for the under by half a game. It's going to come down to the wire. Uh, Rockies. Jake and I took the over. Trev took the under. Trev loves unders. They're on pace for the over. I think they're going to hit the over, right? Those home field Rockies, baby. They've been nasty. That's a lock. Rockies are going to hit the over. Let's go. Jake's rocks. Good job. Yeah, all they need to win is nine more games. Never say never, but... Uh, the Tigers, Jake believed in our friend Ray, who said don't sleep on the Tigers. Their over-under at the beginning of the season was 65. Jake was the only one that took the over. And they, uh, I think that's kind of locked. I think the Tigers yeah, are going to hit locked. that. That's locked. Bam. Locked. Astros locked. We all agreed on the over. It was 86 yeah. and a half. It felt light. <sighs> it was light. They're on pace for 95 and a half wins right now. 86 and a half. What were they thinking? I think maybe they thought the same thing with the Cubs. Like, they were going to get rid of some of these guys. I I, I don't know, man. Maybe they, the pitching they didn't think was going to be as good, but they've just kind of hit on all cylinders. To made too much out of the going, they were technically under 500 last season, regular yeah, season. Yeah, the regular, regular season was bad last year. Yeah. Um. The Who's next? The Royals? The Royals. Um, 71. This one's one that's going to be tight. We all took the over, 71. <laughs> wow, this one. We're Royals fans, fellas. They were on pace for the over, and now they're on pace to be right around it. They're like the Indians. They're right in the line. Yeah, we gave them credit for making moves in the offseason when a lot of teams stood pat. So we're like, okay, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And I think that's a soft Dale Central, and I guess they're part of that. But Them are, them are the Clint. Indians. I need one to get over, babe. Yeah, I think I think that'll happen. Um, and they didn't fully sell out like Santana, Benintendi. Um, 
you know, they could have emptied out the house a little more. So that's going to be an interesting one. Oh, God. Angels over under was 83 and a half. Jake took the over. Me and Trev took the under. They are on pace to win 81 games, which is the exact same pace they were on on June 22nd. Want to know why? Because the Angels beat teams that are worse than them and <laughs> lose the teams that are better than them and will finish at probably 81 games. 15th best team in the league, baby. I think maybe next year they're going to be good. Isn't that what they always say? Yeah, of course. I want to so, see their schedule. If they finish with like two bad teams, maybe they'll have a shot at it. But Now, the Dodgers are interesting. It was so high. It was 101 games. We didn't know the Giants were going to be what they are, uh, and we all said over. But that is not looking good. They're on pace to win mm-hmm. 96 games. Their best record could be 102, according to baseball reference. But this one's looking like we're all going to get it wrong. I don't know if the Dodgers <sighs> are going to win. Do you guys still believe? The September schedule, James, is cake. Especially at the end. They, they go with a bunch of – they have Arizona and Colorado a bunch in September. They end with the Padres, who whose fate will probably be sealed by then. So they'll probably be prepping for – the wild card game. And Milwaukee is also probably prepping. But it wouldn't the LA be prepping? Or are they still gonna be battling the Giants? I think it that's... depends. It depends. Yeah. I mean, I think they're still gonna be going for the Giants in the division. Where you can be optimistic. They got Scherzer and Turner. They still haven't been like fully healthy. Trev, you just gave your Bellinger speech if he figures it out. And like they should be in pursuit of the Giants for a little while, if not trying to put them in their rear view. I it feels like we haven't seen the Dodgers like one. Didn't they? Did they start this season really hot? Were they like thirteen and two, or was that last year? That was this year. That was this year, right? So like they started that was, really hot. That was, that was the was last the time streak, yeah. they yeah. were hot. Yeah, they gotta. Fangraphs still else. hasn't projected to win the division, uh, which they're four freaking games back right now, and they still haven't projected pretty heavily to win the division. Interesting. Uh, the Marlins 70 and a half. We all took the over. I think we're all going to lose on this, especially with the NL East now becoming a three team race and them having to play them a lot. Uh, I think the Marlins this is close. It's close, it's but close. I would, I would guess rack up those Nats wins. The Brewers was 82 and a half. We all took the over and I think that's locked. It's locked. 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 Ooh, the Twins, 88 and Yikes. a half. We all took all the lost. over and that's locked as the uh, under big time. The Mets. What are you doing, baby? Mets, 90 and a half. We all took the under. Um, and that's locked, basically. Yeah, that's locked. 90 was high for them from the jump. Last oh, they time, were on pace for that in June. Last time we talked, so. they were on pace for that. They, uh, they've got their brutal schedule coming out. They'd have to survive that and get really hot. But it's close to locked. Yeah. Like you said, AL East. NL. NL East, 90 wins. Yeah. 91 wins. <laughs> uh, same story with the Yankees. We all took the over at 95 and a half, and that is looking like the under is going to get locked at uh, mm. 95 and a half. They'd have to get hot too, but. Live hot, yes. Baseball reference has their best, best chance at 93. Come back, Rizzo. Um, we kind of got going. Uh, yeah. Any other interesting ones? The A's, 87 and a half. Trev and I were on the over, and that's looking good. Looks really good. Looks, Looks really real good. nice. Ooh, the Phillies. Wow. Phillies were, a good on, one. Phillies were on pace for the under in June. Uh, it's 80 and a half. They are now on pace to finish at 85 wins. 
And their worst case, according to the baseball reference, is 80. So that one's looking good as the over. Got Gibby. That looks good. Pirates. Holy smokes. That one's going to be fun. 56 and a half. I Uh, believe in them. Let's go. Currently on pace for 59. They were on pace for 58 when we last checked in. That's going to be a fun one to watch down the stretch. They have their worst case at 56, and, and that would be the under, but barely. Yeah. I mean, it would... That one's going to be tight. <laughs> That's a low number. Uh, Padres, 94.5. Uh, currently on pace for the under. Uh, Trev, you're the only one that had them for the under. Interested to see when Tatis comes back. Interested to see if they get any juice down the stretch. On pace for 92 right now. Uh, so they're in the ballpark. San Francisco, Jake and Trev on the over because we loved the coaching staff. Uh, that one is locked in. Their over-under was 75 and a half. They have 71 wow. wins right <laughs> now. That is disgusting. Oh, so they've hit it, basically. <laughs> six games. Five more wins. That's the most away. locked of all the locks. The though. most locked of the locks. Maybe the D-backs under. Yeah, also. <laughs> NOS, baby. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mariners, 72 and a half. Uh, they are still projected to go over. They're above. They're 59 and 54. They're on pace for 84, 85 wins. Um, that's close to a lock. Yeah, that is. That's close to a lock. Good job, man. JP Crawford, you, you believed. Oh. Paid off. Shaky. That was a fucking Hail Mary by me. St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. Oof. Speaking of another Hail Mary by me, they are one game under 500 right now. Their over under was 86 and a half. I've been asking for their nine-game win streak. That's what they need to do. Rays were 85 and a half. Free money for me and Jim. Trev, you were so mad at them for their offseason. I I was so mad at them. You were so salty. How could you continue to do it? And they just said, here, this is how. And then Trev, the final one, and I can't believe this because they were your least favorite organization. Texas Rangers, 67 me and Jim were on the under. Uh, they are currently on pace for 56. Jeez, Texas. <laughs> That's awful. You know what I did there? I did the Jake thing where I said, if they're over, I'll be happy that I got my thing right. But if they're under, I'll be happy because they're the mm. worst run organization in, in professional that sports. Is, that is Jakey Betts. Try to find Wish a way to be happy. Under. Yeah. yeah. Especially now that Gibby's gone, I could just unload on the Rangers now because I don't care. Gallo's gone. Gibby's gone. I still like Willie Calhoun. Love you, Will. You got to talk to Moylan. He was hyping the Rangers up on Farm to Fame. He doesn't know anything. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. And closing notes. (laughs) Um, This one's tough right here, guys. Blue Jays. Oh, wow. We all went under. The under at the beginning of the season was 86 and a half. We said, I don't think so. It's going to be a competitive AL East on June 22nd at a pace of 81 wins, and they have bumped that shit up to 88.3. Currently on pace to go over. We'd all get it wrong, but that one's still in the air as well. It's going to be tight. They got to stay hot. They've been living hot for a couple weeks. They did add. That would be tight. And, oh, man, Nats. How do they suck me in every year? I went over. You guys went under. That's a lock. It's a lock. That's a lock. 84 and a half. I dropped from getting 15 right to 13, and I'm mad about that. Oof. I think yeah. I dropped, too. It'll change again, my friend. 
Like the seasons. Baseball. In the Northeast. Not in San Diego. Right. Baseball. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. Appreciate you, guys. Those are your uh, betting uh, updates. I guess we got to do this again like last week of September. We've been doing it every two months. And I know it's going to be a crazy race at that time. But this will also be interesting because the Pirates right now seem like they're going to be up against it. Like it'll be fun to see which teams are going to be up against it last week of the season. Find our Call teams up to root Cole for. Tucker. Call up Cole Tucker Our and words. you will succeed. Yes. Goodbye. Love ya. Mm-hmm.